0: That was, that was three years of the of making the movie, was the ice, the anime slider.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be funny if it was just a slider. Yeah, too big. Oh, no, the slider broke. They're huge. <laughs> it's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment movies.
1: We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And welcome to a double-header
0: spoiler cast review episode for LEGO Movie 2, the second part,
1: and Alita Battle Angel,
0: the first that's, part.
1: That's <laughs> the first part, and uh, honestly, probably, unfortunately, with the box office that I just looked up, may very well be the only part But you know, we'll see if we want more of it once we jump into the reviews. But uh, like we do with all of our reviews that pop up in your feeds, if you're subscribed, we're gonna talk just spoiler free, just off the top, and then we'll jump into spoilers. So since we're doing a back to back here, Chris is gonna do uh, a good job keeping track of the time codes. So if you're on uh, if you're on a podcast app, you know, just check the description if you want to see when we start Alita, or if you're on YouTube, just look at those time codes. You can jump around, find whatever you want. Because some of the some people don't have the whole holiday weekend to go out and see movies. So there's a good chance that maybe you haven't seen any of these films, but maybe you just want to hear about them anyway. So stay tuned and we'll spoil it for you.
0: We are going to ruin these movies for you all over the place. You don't even know. So <laughs> if you haven't watched them and you want to without knowing anything about it, stop now, turn back, turn it off, go somewhere else. Go watch the movies. We don't care. Uh, but we're going to talk about them and i think the the best way to do it probably is the one we saw last or the, the farthest away which is lego <laughs> movie 2 the second part does that sound good yeah. to you
1: yeah chronologically if we were going to talk about these movies that was a week ago alita was just a few days ago so if people were around you know 2 weeks ago for our normal weekly podcast i kind of laid down what i thought um you 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 informed us a little bit the other day so let's just recap here chris spoiler free How did you feel about The Lego Movie 2? Uh,
0: The Lego Movie 2 is definitely a sequel of The Lego Movie, if Mm -hmm. you know what that means. That means it's not nearly as magical and mystical and fun. Uh, It's still an okay movie. It's not bad. It's good. But it just doesn't fulfill me. I still have a hole inside, like a nice Lego-shaped hole that's missing (laughs) that perfectly fit brick to go in there. Uh, it's not saying that the animation isn't cool, and the, the character actually you know, the characters could could use a little work. Uh, but um, I, I think it's got a good message. and It's a good family friendly film, but it just lacks that awesome feeling where everything is awesome from the first Lego <laughs> movie. Um, and as they say in the popular song, in this one,
1: uh, this movie did not get stuck
0: inside my head because I'm still struggling to remember some of
1: it. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you know, this is a, a spoiler-free uh, just because it's related to the music, but did you ever watch uh, The League about the fantasy football crew? There was a sitcom on, I think it was TBS, I didn't know. Uh, I know. <laughs> there, there's a very popular character on, on that show um, named Taco who was just like the the dude that didn't understand fantasy football. But that guy outside of the show, like in real life, he makes a lot of like really funny uh, parody music out there. Like have you heard the song Show Me Your Genitals, Chris? I, no. No, I haven't. <laughs> It's a, actually a very catchy song, very catchy as opposed to maybe some of the songs in this film. But he actually did some of the some of the songs in this movie. So props to I think it was John Lejeune. He has like a, a Frenchy last name. John Leguizamo? You know, no. no, that that is definitely not it. But I no. thought that was uh, kind of a a funny connection because he makes some really adult. Uh, uh, humor uh, along the side of Lonely Island, which has the song at the very end of this movie. But um, yeah, I would agree with you. A lot of the magic that we got from the Lego movie uh f- comes from the very first film when you get to see all the tricks for the first time. This movie is relying just a totally on the story uh, because we've already seen Legos animated now in mm-hmm. the Lego Batman movie, Lego Ninjago. Uh, they even got that Unikitty animated show, which is Lego adjacent. So you know, we kind of seen what Legos can do. On the big screen, so uh, when you're kind of just left with just these uh, IP less characters, as opposed, you know, Batman's there. But I remember when I watched the first Lego movie, I felt like there was a lot more intellectual property in it. You know, mm-hmm. there was that whole scene where we're in that kind of they're in that like grand cathedral, and he's like talking to Abraham Lincoln over there. Yeah. He's uh, he's pointing at like Gandalf and uh, um, and who else? What was the other wizard in that movie?
0: The uh, the one from Harry Potter.
1: Yeah, um, oh my god, why can't I think of his name?
0: You're gonna be so in- I'm telling you why. Uh, <laughs> you... i I can't think of it either. So, it's oh my good. god, what's wrong with us Chris? Uh, We're not here to talk about Harry Potter, though. We're, we know this, <laughs> we're talking about like I agree with you. Even Batman, Lego Batman had more IPs in it than this one did at the end, yeah,
1: of the especially with the villains at the very end, yeah. So, uh I, I dumbledore I, oh my god that was a double name. door that that's was, right that was driving me crazy because he he's calls him double driving, door bust, in the movie he's probably gonna bust through this door and like smack me in the face i can't believe it slipped my mind even
0: <laughs> even there like i think the one-off lines were better in the first one because one of my favorite things is at the, there's a battle in the first one and he's like um you, what was he says um you can't touch this or something like that or something like that the basketball player uh I don't remember, but there, can, can you tell it's been a while yeah, since we been... have seen the first like so I like the first one. I really do. And, and like, it's, it's so unexpected as well. on the first, cause you're like, Oh, Legos. What, what can they do with Legos? What is this? Like I said, Barbie's beach house mansion two or something like that. <laughs> they don't, it's really great. And, um, this one just doesn't reach that level. And I, I think, is it because the IPs are, are stripped back? I, I don't know. Maybe it's because this story is so confusing. Um, <laughs> you know for for a comparison we'll we'll spoil it later it makes dr strange look easy so <laughs>
1: Um, I mean as, a, as opposed to all that though I think I would still recommend it it's still a good movie yeah. it just doesn't quite reach up to maybe some of the other films in its franchise like Lego Batman which is a great Batman movie in its own right the Lego movie the first time you really get to be introduced to Phil Lord and Chris Miller even though they did do the screenplay for the second one you know it was a different director so it was kind of his own spin on the movie he came from like the Trolls movie previously uh, but uh, I think we should just like jump into the story jump in the spoilers because uh we're uh we're neutering ourselves here if we have to keep uh walking around it it's very much very hard to do that so uh,
0: <laughs> spoilers it is mike um this movie has time travel and legos are real or something and like how what is going on here i don't know what happened how did emmett get under the washer and dryer and then go <laughs> back to the past to, yeah. to stop his i guess he didn't really stop the dude from from smashing it but like I don't know what that was at the end, and I don't know how that solved all the problems.
1: Yeah, we're really raising a lot of metaphysical questions of what is it to be a Lego? You know, uh, I didn't want to put this in our spoiler-free section, but we have a lot more humans real life humans in this movie as opposed to the first one where i feel like we just got humans just a little bit at the end like you didn't know will ferrell was going to be in this film until nearly the credits were about to roll. so that's when you kind of learned what you were watching in the first film was just what kind of these kids were almost playing out it was almost just like this was all just like a metaphor of what these humans were going through in their real life with the super glue so this movie goes to this whole different level of like are we working with, like, Toy Story rules here? Is this, like, a Toy Story prequel? Like, this is when when toys first start to gain consciousness, and if they just will it, they can actually get up and move oh, around? You mean small soldiers. <laughs> you're thinking small soldiers yeah. is what you're thinking about. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, and, and, like, the Legos, like, and, yeah, they kind of did in the first one a little bit when Emmett jumped around a little bit on the floor, like, but it wasn't, like, enough to bother you at the end of the day. You're like, okay, he's, he's got to, like... I don't know. This is a fi- this movie Mind the way, came out 5 years after the first one. 5 full years. That is way too long. Like I think that is like what we talked about like when when sequels come out way too late and they just don't live up because too much time has passed. Like this probably would have been good 2 years after the first one, Mike. Like we probably wouldn't Especially, have thought,
1: thought about it. I mean, I did appreciate that the film literally picks up where the last one left off. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big sucker for, like, yeah. literal, like, toddler voices in voice acting because they've been doing that in South Park for a while uh, with uh, – Ky- was it Kyle's little brother or Stan's yeah, little
0: brother?
1: Yeah, Kyle's or, brother. Uh, yeah, Kyle's brother. Yeah. Yeah, I so I love it that those, like – um that those big, like, Mega Bloks-type toys – I don't know exactly what they're – what are they called in the Lego well, the universe? The Duplos, But, but they right.
0: also show, like, other LEGO products because there's, like, three Wonder Womans at, like, one point of different...
1: Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. So it, it was kind of a... It was fun to see... Uh, it pick up exactly where it left off. I love those little stars. They're like, oh, it's so cold. Like I was digging like yeah. those type of jokes. But then, kind of when they go off into space and they're kind of, I guess, technically in the sisters' room is where I kind of uh, started wishing there was like a little bit more because this one almost goes the. Uh, it kind of ends up going the Wreck It Ralph two route where there's actually no real villain in the movie. Actually, yeah. like Mr. Business was the villain and, in the first movie,
0: and and he had bad cop as someone to play off of like
1: yeah there was
0: actually a threat going on and in this one it's they think it's queen whatever (laughs) i want to be because on this one when i call her because that's really what her name was and Uh they're like no we're not evil we just are really bad at sounding like we're not evil Uh oh oh okay who so who's the bad guy oh future emmet who is all of chris pratt's Characters molded into yeah. one,
1: but but actually, <laughs> I mean, this is just crazy because this is like just a PG, like basically kids' movie. It's actually none of that. Like the the bad guy is actually the older brother who's just basically going through puberty and can't control his anger. So that <laughs> right. reflects onto the <laughs> that reflects onto the weird like time travel story that he's telling. Because like his there's that cut scene where like the sisters like bugging him and he's like, "Leave me alone! I'm telling a very complex time story right now. Yeah. and There's lots of moving parts and." so yeah it was just so weird so it's like time travel like really wasn't happening but it it was so yeah this it's just so there's so many layers here and I don't exactly want to go to the lengths of saying like oh this is like just genius screenwriting they're really just playing with the idea of what it's like to be watching a movie and what's real and what isn't at the end of the day it's just almost kind of more confusing like if this is really a franchise and we were going to get a third movie like what on earth do you do with the third movie like is it just half live action now and half lego and are the lego's actually walking around walking through the kitchen like you know what, slipping what, on like a pepperoni what, <laughs> like what's the deal what stakes
0: are left <laughs> in the lego universe mike i guess mm-hmm. like they could go the toy story 3 route where they're going to be put away because the kids are going to college or, or like there's a new toys in town that aren't legos uh-huh. uh, or video game whatever you know they can do a ton of stupid stuff i think just cut your losses here man just just do it that way <laughs> don't do a third one uh, but if they do, they've got to go back to the simple story of the characters. Like, I really hate that all the side characters only got, like, maybe, what, five lines in this? Mm-hmm. Like, even um, Charlie Day's Spaceman, like, he, he probably just reused lines from this first movie. Like, because he only had, like, five lines. Like, yeah, uh, you know, we talked about, you know, Nick Offerman being the um, the pirate, and uh, when I was to him, I was like, yeah, they, they really disguised his voice, but I'm like, but he only said five things. Like, how am I supposed to hear more of this dude if if he's not and
1: yeah i think really my favorite part about the first lego movie is all of the lego jokes because i am a huge lego kid i grew up on legos my whole life so i loved all the little jokes of like when like when stickers weren't put on quite right or how like the the spaceship guy had like a cracked helmet or when they went off to different lands you know they're all themed differently and just like the weird wacky jokes that they did with like what it is to be a lego now it's just like we're just watching an animated movie like where the characters just happen to be legos they're not really building it's not really did, anything about like building legos anymore you know like
0: they, they tried to introduce the idea of the master breaker which is the opposite of the master builder like uh. you're, you're breaking legos instead of building but did you notice the new effect they had on building legos where all the pieces they were choosing were highlighted in different colors
1: yeah, they had like little serial numbers next to them. The serial
0: numbers were from the first one, but they like were very it was very prominent and they they just have it's like like we talk about Transformers I watched because they were transforming. Legos mm. I want to watch because they're building things out of Legos randomly. They're master builders and not, and like like oh everyone's special at the in the beginning of this one and it wasn't really that funny. Or no one was really special anymore. When everyone's special, no one's really special.
1: I do have to say I like since the the first part of the movie was the the part I liked the most. I like the the concept of why they were living in this Mad Max style world where it's like they actually had to act as like tough as possible because it did make sense. I was like, "Oh, if they have anything that's pretty looking, like the the little sister, you know, is theoretically going to come down the stairs and take anything that looks cute or pretty." So I liked how him Emmett was kind of forced to live in like this gritty world. So I loved that part of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think the the first half of this film is like solid. I really I really love yeah. it. But once they go off into space. And one thing that was really weird, the uh the other the antagonist in this movie, the um like the 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 alien, the space alien. Um oh, oh, her,
0: the, the uh the little the Harley Quinn looking Lego.
1: Yeah like I would I swear her voice changes to two different voice actors whether when the helmet's on or when the helmet's off i don't know i don't know if that's the case but it sounded like two totally different voice actors portraying the role and i thought there was going to be almost a little bit more of a reveal too like when the helmet comes off i was like oh what are we about to see here is this a character we seen from the previous movie or is this going to be something totally different and i was like no it was just it's a person like with with hair i was like okay so yeah it wasn't a whole big reveal for me i um, i
0: was hoping it was like the wild was it wild star is that her name Wild style, um, wild I believe. style, like her Duplo version, like the oh, like yeah. it would be cool like to see a reflection of herself because you find out in this she doesn't have black hair, she's got pink and blue hair, and she was the lead singer of Everything Is Awesome, and she <laughs>
1: which I I I appreciated. Yeah, that. I thought that was kind of
0: there fun. are great things in this and some fun things like again the Queen Whatever I Want to Be her animation style is beautiful to watch. Like I'm really like they made Legos look fluid, like mm-hmm. very fluid and. That was really cool. I liked that she's trying to convince Batman to marry her by like playing against his ego, and mm-hmm. like their little sing-off was pretty funny. Uh, I thought as well. So there's some really like really good points in this, but like, like wh- like, like you, met, you hit it on the head. A lot of thinking like there's no real villain. Uh, there's mm-hmm. nothing really happening or or going on, and I just was like um
1: yeah and it's that's difficult to do like I appreciate somebody that wants to think out of the box and like oh let's try to try to do an untraditional story that doesn't have a central villain but you know if it if it doesn't work it doesn't work because it feels like there's no conflict in the movie and that's kind of how I felt with like Wreck-It Ralph 2 because since Ralph was kind of the main antagonist in that movie I just kind of felt like well it just seems like you know if Ralph just kind of stops being like a dickhead you know things will just like go back to normal you know there's not you know there's not really a a whole lot that's going to happen to our, our characters here, so... Um, yeah, it was weird when he fell underneath the washing machine. Uh, he starts like rumbling around, and he becomes alive. The only thing that was kind of cool about that is you kind of got to see stop motion Lego animation, which is something people have been doing online like forever. You know, they've had these little characters, uh, these little Lego characters that are posable and they've everybody's had a smartphone for years, so they've been able to make like stop motion things. So I thought that was kind of a fun harkening to a different part of the Lego community. But I almost felt like there could be like a different. Way to introduce it, like remember in um, the movie Inside Out when they go through that weird imagination portal and they go through all of these different animation styles. Maybe something like that could have been a way to introduce, like uh, a different way to envision, uh, envision Legos, but. I didn't think it was funny that Will Ferrell isn't even in this movie. He's Not just screaming. All. He's just screaming off uh, off of a camera, like, where are my pants? He's like some sort of dumb oaf. Um,
0: which is the basis for the first movie show, How Do You My Pants? Yeah. Um, which was a little from references to that. I think it's funny. In the credits, they show Will Ferrell and all his name, besides his name, is a speech bubble. Because he was just a voice. Like everybody else <laughs> yeah. had characters except him he had a speech bubble. The end credits and then the Lonely Island song about watching the credits and how cool it was how cool that is. Probably some of my favorite stuff to see in <laughs> the credits. Like that, yeah, I that sat, really cracked I, me up.
1: Yeah, I sat through the entire thing. And just something as simple as like outlining people's names in just like lego bricks is just makes it a little bit more aesthetically pleasing because it's not like a just a slow crawl it's just like a big like this big rotating drum of legos and on each side of it has the um, has the the yeah. credits on there so i thought that was really cool so there's still a whole lot of style and a lot of flourish in this movie for sure but uh yeah it just almost seems like they're they're uh they're running out of runway like you know where else do you push these uh legos because at least in something like the toy story you universe we we know our rules very very strongly like the the toys need to pretend to be fake but when humans are around they they all come alive and you know what's the ramifications of that like in the lego universe we don't even know if that's the case it just seems like we're watching like some sort of interpretation of what a child's imagination is and it's like okay this is strange because if we buy into that that means Emmett's not real. He's just a figment of a kid's imagination. But if you imagine him as being totally real and being able to will himself into existence, you're just like, "Well, okay, what what world am I living in? Like what happens to these Legos when they just get like put away? Are they sad like the story story characters?" I, so it's this weird middle ground where I don't know how to feel.
0: Well, I think it, the story tries to hit that point where like it's trying to teach us a lesson at the end of the day, like like the first it's the same lesson as the first one playing together. Is way better than playing a part and mm-hmm. that's exactly they're, what this movie tried to tell us again. So,
1: I mean, you you saw this movie a little bit more recently than I did. Do you remember the line that Rex Danger Vest says when he's underneath the washing machine? Because I think Emmett actually says what the audience is thinking at that moment in time when they're fighting. He's just like, I don't understand what's going on, and he was just like, You don't need to understand what's going on, or something like yeah, that. He it was like,
0: He's like something about like we're just, like he's like we're just toys or, or we're just something like that. Yeah. Like yeah, really I really hit, hit it on the head. Like, yep, yeah, this has reached peak meta right here.
1: Yeah, I thought at least I appreciated that line, so at least Lord and Miller, when they were writing their script, they are like, yeah, this is getting pretty out of hand. Let's just mention how crazy this is getting. So I would say I am curious, if they do make a third film, like, what on earth could they possibly do? I would just want to see it out of sheer curiosity. But uh, comparing the opening weekend, so the domestic opening weekend for The Lego Movie 2, is now at like 34 million, and the first Lego movie its opening weekend was just about 70 million, and they both came out in February. So the first movie uh, definitely um, uh, performed much better. Uh, uh, the even the um, even the Lego Batman movie uh, had uh, better legs the opening weekend than that. So I don't know if just interest is waning, well, or you know what's going on. I,
0: well, I think honestly, just looking at the. Um the, the the year over year, I mean, we're down, I think, quite a bit over, the, like, the beginning of the year. It's been down pretty Oh, much. yeah.
1: Well, uh, I mean, if you look at a box office-wise, because we're going to talk about box office again when we get into Alita uh, – 20, 28, 2019 has a whole lot of ground to cover if it wants to compete with last year because this time last year Black Panther was coming out and that just ran the box office mm-hmm. just to these catastrophically high numbers. So I don't think we can possibly compare the box office to last year because we had such a spark well, out of Black Panther. So, um,
0: But I think it's overall even, I mean, I'm just looking at, you know, back in 2014 Lego Movie was the number one movie for the quarter. But like we're down right now four million over the first quarter, or four four billion maybe.
1: Chris, are you trying to say Dark Phoenix isn't going to help us out later this year?
0: I'm looking. I'm looking at quarter. I'm just looking at because you can't do whole years because once a Marvel movie or another big movie blockbuster hits, they're done. Like the the numbers are skewed in that favor. But. Well,
1: it will be it will be interesting because we do have back to back years with uh with high tier like end game uh, pun intended Avengers type movies. So it will be interesting to compare the box offices by the end of the year as a whole to see maybe there will be some sort of secret breakout in there uh, mm-hmm. because we do get a start we get like an actual real Star Wars movie this year. So maybe that Star Wars box office will pad out you know the. Number Numbers that Black Panther did last year. Oh, so. I don't.
0: I mean, Disney has ten movies this year, and they didn't have. I think they had what six last year? Maybe I think is what it was. It was a lot, a lot maybe eight, six or eight. It was, it was less, and mm-hmm. all of them are like we're like the, we're not the audience for all of them. We're not the audience for Dumbo or maybe even the Lion King or Aladdin as much. But like those Disney movies are proven. To make money, like Oz the Great and Powerful made money, and no, like just like in the years that's, that's on this list, <laughs> mm-hmm. and did I've never seen that movie? Have you? Nope. Like we'll exactly, they, they are just raking it all in. But I mean, right now the number one movie for this quarter, January to March, is Glass with only a hundred and five million billion or million gross. Mm-hmm. Like that is not. That is not record-breaking numbers there. So, uh, I just think overall the box office is down, and you know this movie, and then you know, the next movie we're going to talk about, they're all suffering from it Just people aren't going for some some weird reason, and I have no mm-hmm. idea why. Um, but I think yeah. Captain Marvel will pick it back up. But like,
1: <laughs> it's probably that polar vortex that just like sapped the entire country with a uh, with ice and snow. Maybe people are still uh, trying to recover from that. Well, but what uh, was the,
0: what was the article you you shared about fifty? 15 weeks in a row the box office has been down the other day like it didn't even alita can't even save itself because of that
1: uh oh yeah something like that i'm not sure uh what it was there but i guess before we we jump off the lego movie 2 here we could uh we could tie it into our um (laughs) chris just uh, sends me a wild meme in the middle of recording (laughs) with uh, alita with very tiny eyes (laughs) <laughs> yeah. continue. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Yeah, you really threw me for a loop there. Yeah, I did. But uh, we could tie Lego Movie 2 into just uh, superheroes in general. I mean, there was a decent chunk of the Justice League at the very beginning before they literally like flew away in a jet, <laughs> oh, and my. we didn't see them for a while. <laughs> so when I
0: saw this, there was only four people in my screening. Me and my wife were there for the first 30 mm-hmm. minutes, and two other people walked in later. <laughs> and I about took out my phone. We got the Justice League going off to fight the Sistar system, and... Lego Aquaman looks back at the camera and says, my man. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God, this was made for Mike right here. Like This, <laughs> this is going to sell him on the movie right out the get go. It-
1: it was it was funny to see how Aquaman was interpreted because I don't remember if Aquaman was in any of the previous Lego movies and if he was if he was technically Jason Momoa Momoa sized but he was a hundred percent Jason Momoa in in this Lego movie so it was funny to see how the DC kind of success transformed the Legos in front of her eyes and they did make a they did make a funny Aquaman joke in the film because they're like oh man the Justice League is left and all we're left with is like vintage like vintage Golden Age Aquaman and he's just like standing there like <laughs> just being useless. So I thought that was I appreciated that joke, that was Yeah, funny.
0: there's there's some great references in there and, and, and don't not 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 me wrong wrong. Like I'm not hating on this movie. I just really like the first one compared to this yeah.
1: one. Cause we're we're just comparing it to like I, when the Lego movie came out, it was one of my favorite movies of the year, the first Lego movie. And Lego Batman was uh, was almost just as great or even better. So, yeah, we're just kind of comparing it to a film we really love. But I would still recommend this movie to people for sure. I mean, this isn't a kid's movie. Uh, kids will love it and also adults will love it, just like any other Pixar films out there. So go check out the Lego movie, too. I would 100% still recommend this movie.
0: Yeah, it's great for your family, uh, great for your friends, uh, and, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. However, I think, just go ahead and lay my cards out here. The better of the two movies I saw this week was Alita Battle Angel.
1: <laughs> All right, sounds like we're getting into it. So uh, lay it down spoiler free in case people are kind of jumping between time codes here, trying, mm-hmm. to, trying to stay safely nested in a spoiler free zone. So uh, lay it on spoiler free. What did you think about Alita?
0: Alita is a visually pretty movie. The action scenes are awesome, it's a technical wonder at the end of the day. But like all the technical wonders, uh, Mike, it is a hollow film, devoid uh, yeah. of any like true emotions or or stakes for any of the characters in here. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why here when we get into it. Uh, they they threw me for a loop once, and then the second thing they threw me for was I I could see it ten miles off. So um, I just think it's a hollow film that's really really pretty and exciting. And while you know, it's not spoiler for you, like they are they want you to watch another movie. Um because uh-huh. there is so much manga and anime based on this, there's a ton of stories. And this uh-huh. is just the beginning of that. So I would like to see, you know, just laying my cards out there again, I would like to see the follow up to this, but like this is not the uh end all be all um anime adaptation we were promised. So. Yeah,
1: I mean, for for the most part, you can kind of see the twists and turns coming from a mile away, as a, uh, opposed to a few uh, little plot points that we'll get into later. Uh, but yeah, it, I I would agree with almost every everything that you would say. Uh, technically, the movie looked really great. Um, I have vague memories of watching the anime adaptation of the manga uh, from a while back, so I kind of knew kind of the general tone and directions that they were heading. Um, but I feel like I re- I remember the anime itself being much more brutal. I think the, the original story was a little bit darker, so I think they tried to get around that by making these uh, cyborgs kind of bleed blue blood instead, and there wasn't a whole lot of blue blood in general, but there was some pretty killer action scenes that um, I definitely waited around for, and then once the action scenes were done, I, I ran to the bathroom, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> which the movie theater I was in, the bathroom was really far away. I had only been at this theater <laughs> once before, a while ago, like I saw Zootopia there, so like I burst out of the doors and a lot. I was like, where's the bathroom? Alita, Alita just like, uh, mercilessly like destroyed like a cyborg. I gotta make sure I'm back for the next time she does it because that's the only thing I want to watch in this movie. Um,. So uh, I felt like this movie ended like four different times. Like it was like oh it's ending now, it's ending now, it's ending now. It, it almost felt like episodic in general too. It felt like I was watching two episodes put together. Like there's almost like the the last third of this movie is almost just a totally different story because uh, they, they wrap up something a little bit earlier on. So yeah, the story is kind of strangeing. I, I, w- I would be curious to, to hear the opinion of like, an, of like a movie editor to see if maybe this could possibly be swapped around and maybe Change the order of kind of some of the events that happen in the film. But um, yeah, it looked beautiful. Uh, the eyes were not a problem. I was still totally immersed in the film. Yeah. Uh, we even get to see, uh, you know, some other characters that possibly have uh, augmented facial features that I'm just totally on board with. Like I, I was digging kind of like the cyberpunk world. There's, uh, there's a, a, a whole lot more that we need to learn about the movie and and, uh, unfortunately they did not tell us because they are definitely hedging their bets on a sequel. Uh, and I, I don't think, I don't think they're going to get it, unfortunately. So I think their, their, their gambit was to push this movie to, uh, February. Cause originally was this a November or a December release?
0: I think it was December, but it was like July of last year. First, I think, I think it's been almost about a year
1: yeah they kept I, I felt like they were kept trying to like either try to the polish the film to make it a little bit better or just trying to strategically place it somewhere because they knew they wanted a sequel so it had to do the box office just right well and it, i i don't think february uh ended up working for them so it, it's unfortunate because uh even though all of those weird story problems i i you know just kind of brought up i would still like to see a sequel like they i i want to know where this character's going since it, it, they're finally fully fleshed out you know no well, more uh no befo- more idiot befo- ball in their hands
0: before you write this off this is not open in china yet and that may be the push it needs um estimated production budget was 170 as, as we can tell box i guess with advertising probably 400 million um and this could easily make it back and in china as well over the next
1: week. hopefully that that's one of the benefits of the the film that it is it's not really localized to any specific region in the fiction I mean it, it's based off uh, of a manga so you know maybe the, that that uh, that Asian audience will really go to it and bolster it up um, if uh, I know a friend of the show Quentin Parker was a really big fan of this film so I hope he gets his wish of a sequel also <laughs> when when uh, when we were leaving the theater I was just like I don't know man I had the same wish for the Michael Bay Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies which were all Finance basically by China. Well, you I was just like you come got on. A second uh, one though, and it didn't deserve. Yeah, that I know. I, I was like, come on, China, just give me one more. I want, I want the, I want the TMNT trilogy. So, uh, I, I hope uh, you hardcore Alita fans out there can get your sequel. And I don't know, maybe we can strike gold. It's. I feel like it's been a while since I've seen like a mediocre. Uh, beginning movie and then just a really stellar knocked out of the park sequel. So maybe maybe this could do it. You know, you have the James Cameron Magic Mojo. But uh, we were talking earlier before we started recording, going through uh, Robert Rodriguez's uh, history as a director uh, because he is the one that directed this movie and he's he's a very stylish t- stylish director. You know, he, he made... Uh, I, I grew up at an early age watching the film Desperado before I definitely should have been allowed to watch it. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of nudity and a lot of violence in that film. He made one of my favorite movies, Sin City, which is extremely stylish and very visually uh, pleasing to my sensibilities. He made a, these crazy, wacky Danny trejo machete movies where like machete like disembowels somebody and repels out of a hospital window with their organs so he's made these crazy movies that range from all over the place uh also doing the uh spy kids movie and when i watched alita it definitely feels more spy kids like it i I don't feel like i'm getting a a visionary director as much as i'm getting a very visionary special effects team you know
0: i think i mean if you've seen his sin city movies you would know this is true I mean, those are not very good substance-wise, but they are very visually appealing to watch at, at the end of the day. And you know, while, you know, we we sit here and, and we, we talk about it and all, like it's just be, I don't know if it's because she's not a human? Is is it that's why we don't care, Mike? Or or is it because of all the stupid choices they
1: make throughout the movie? Um, <laughs> well, I think we should talk yeah, about the stupid exactly. choices. Exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm going
0: to get into. So we're going to we're going to get into spoilers here about some of the stuff they do. Break. This is spoilers. Why do they save the kid to put him on a robot body to kill him five minutes later? Like what the f- is going on with that man? Like they Yeah,
1: exactly. They cut and his also- head off
0: to, to, to <laughs> keep him alive and he's like, I'm gonna go up this thing, it's the only way to go And she's like don't and he's like dead. He's dead. Like, yeah, it was all for and- nothing
1: and just uh and they were just lucky enough that that doctor that one doctor that probably could have performed this very delicate surgery just happened to be there when, when all of that was going down and it was really but the only thing that I appreciated about that whole scenario was it was such a bizarre choice to just put this main character this pretty boy's head severed connected to tubes under her jacket uh like giving him life support so I mean I wouldn't expect that kind of choice from like a very safe movie mm-hmm. so yeah it it was kind of weird just to save them to just kill them off, like by going up those, uh, going up those cables. Um, but at least they did it in a, they saved them in a very bizarre way, but yeah, I don't think it was overall worth it just for that weird visual. You know,
0: I I think, I think the fight scenes are awesome, but they had to try and kill the big monstrous dude three times. Like he's like a boss battle in a Nintendo games. Like third (laughs) time you finally get to beat him. He's done. Like every time he runs off scared, Um, Mm -hmm. and and she did that now they did do two things that surprised me Mike and I'm going to tell you Mm -hmm. the first one I swear to God they were going to kill her dad I swear to God they were going to kill Christoph Waltz oh yeah I thought the blood from the trailers was his blood on her face come to find out they kill a dog Uh, yeah
1: speaking of that blood uh uh my wife and i were leaving um leaving our place today and we actually have an alita battle angel billboard like just down the street from us and you know we were stopped at a traffic light and i was just like hey uh, look over there honey and i was she was like what i was like look at that alita billboard what do you think that stuff is under her eyes and she was just like oh isn't that just you know that kind of stuff that you know you know the army or military puts on under their eyes i was like no that's dog blood baby (laughs) so (laughs) they kill a dog in this movie and it's 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 not a graphic because it's, the camera does cut away, but it's just like, oh. really like you just kind of, you, you thought the dog was going to die at the very beginning of the movie, but then Alita saves the dog and then they just John Wick it to really uh, give her ince- incentive to go after the guy. I don't think they needed to kill the dog. So that just seemed uh, excessive just yeah. to give the character some motivation. Well, Cause it seemed like she was on board with destroying him, whether the dog was dead I, or not. I think
0: it was the, the point of the dog was to get the, the guy in the bar on board with his metal dog. Mm-hmm. It's Because she immediately gets cut The next part was She gets cut in pieces And I was like Holy shit They actually did it Like she didn't beat this dude Straight up the second time Mm -hmm. uh, Until she jammed her Just her one arm She had through his face um, that
1: was rad. I thought that was really cool because yeah. it's like, how does this, this person going to get out of it? They're only one arm. And then I thought she was going to do like this, basically this gigantic, like Sonic pushup that just sends her like through the ceiling and she escapes. But the fact that she punched him in the eye, that was really
0: cool. The, the, not any, I threw the head with her arm. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah. So my, my thing is I also hated Ed Skrein's character who played Ajax and Deadpool. He was just walking around like, I'm a bounty hunter uh, the whole that's
1: time. Where, that's why he looked familiar. I kept looking and I was like, what do I know him from? Yeah. I almost I almost thought at one point he was going to end up being a good guy because in the bar he kind of comes off as like this smarmy dude, but then he kind of comes around for a second and is like, oh, you know, maybe I will take you under my wing and I can kind of show you what it's like to be a bounty hunter. But then he instantly turns into a creep right after that, kind yeah. of like putting his arm around her and says, you know, ditch the, ditch the meat bag over there. So I was like, oh, I think that would have actually been a more interesting dynamic of like she's got this kind of human boyfriend who's got these human goals and you got this cyborg that's actually teaching her like practical skills for what it's like to live down on ground level but uh, he just ends up you know being a villain at the end of the day yeah, like, like one, that one of many very-
0: villains as well
1: yeah, and he very awkwardly stabs the meat bag too. I don't remember his name, but there's that whole conflict of just like, oh, he's he's wanted for murder. You you gotta kill him. That's the rules of being a bounty hunter. And then he just kind of gingerly walks up behind Alita and just picks up a sword and just kind of like pokes him like a roast in the oven. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! You literally just killed that guy, and there was like no there was a, no big deal about it. And I, I would have thought Alita would just kind of flip out and kill the bounty hunter right there, but no, she just awkwardly goes into a church and. Slices the head off though, yeah. Lots of uh, lots of bizarre stuff did, happens. Did in this she film. just
0: cuts <laughs> his face like skins his face off a little bit? A little bit. And mm-hmm. He's not. No, he. She kills him. Yeah, she kills him. Uh, I'm like, who who didn't die in this? All the robots pretty much died. She had to fight against all the people in Rollerball because they were all bounty hunters to kill her.
1: Yeah, the the rollerball thing was was a little bit weird to me. So I'm sure people out there that are like big fans of the manga, which is a series, it's an ongoing story, or maybe it pops up in the film. I don't uh, the anime the anime film. I don't remember. But like rollerball, just kind of seems like something ancillary that gives the character to do. It kind of almost seems out of place in this movie. They make a point to say like, oh, if you're the first place winner, you know, it, it'll grant you access to this uh, big angel world that floats above you. But you, you never really feel like that's actually like the the only thing that they have left to do. Like by the time Alita decides to do it, like there's all there's so much already set in motion in the film. It just seems like well, we even the audience here in the theater knows that this rollerball thing. Is isn't going to work out so why are you even showing this to us it just kind of seemed like an excuse to just show off some like special effects you know Mm -hmm. it seemed like rollerball should have been something that happened like in act one and then you finish the rollerball storyline after uh you thought that was your one way out and then you continue on your story without rollerball so it just seemed weird to tack it on and it comes it comes in right after they that she finally not finally, but she kind of defeats that big lug. You know, she puts him in his place with his arm, then he disappears. So it just felt weird, like there was these big breaks in the story in this in this movie.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. There's some weird points in this. I really wanted to go to the
1: city in the sky. Uh, yeah they talk about it the whole film and you expect to at least see like a little glimmer of it even like an aerial shot of what it looks like at the at the top or maybe a little bit of like um like an eagle eye like fly through even for a second before the credits roll like maybe even like imagine like approaching like uh the big bad guy what was his was his name neo uh
0: um uh, it's it's edward norton
1: yeah, which I thought was a really bizarre reveal because I was like, who was that reveal for in the audience? You know, I was expecting the glasses to come off and maybe it's somebody we've seen in the film before, or maybe it's like some really big star, you know, kind of like the Brad Pitt. Was it the Brad Pitt or no, the um the uh Johnny Depp cameo in like twenty one Jump Street or something like that, but I was just like, what teenager That's going to this movie is impressed by this Edward Norton cameo. Like, the last time you saw him in a movie that was like, uh, like hero related or like big budget related was the first Hulk movie. Like, are you going to a lot of Wes Anderson films? Are you seeing a lot of Edward Norton? So it was just kind of a a strange reveal of just like, oh, I guess that's Ed Norton. That's cool. But who else is really getting anything out of that, you know, at Mm -hmm. the very end?
0: Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I think they were planning on doing a sequel and like, oh, this guy's gonna be the villain in, in the sequel and, and getting up there. I She also just... She's a she's a Martian robot? Is that a Martian berserker robot? And that's... like What happened on Mars? Where are all these Mars people that built these robots? What's going on mm-hmm. there? Um, Nova. Nova was the character um, of Edward Norton. But... Uh, ho- there you go. Holy shit. If you go into like the wiki on that, there's like eight versions of Nova. So <laughs> don't go down that rabbit hole, folks. Yeah. Um, the action scene is pretty I like the characters Christoph Waltz Alita is believable as a fully CGI character mm-hmm. um, not I mean like I would put her up there like a little bit below Thanos level you know in terms of motion capture and complete you know yeah. thing you kind of feel for her, but sometimes you don't because she just walks into like a bar full of hunters who hunt cyborgs and she's like let's go do this together and everyone's like no thank you
1: she's extraordinarily naive but it doesn't even seem like a character choice it almost seems like we need her to be we need her to have amnesia and we need her to be really dumb so we can find a way to explain to the audience this really weird world because she kind of wakes up from a coma you know she doesn't know who she is she doesn't know her own name she doesn't understand where she lives and then there's just kind of this scene where she's just like walking through the streets with Christoph Waltz and he's just like oh this is why this is this Way this is why we we live in a big dump, and this is why everyone's an asshole. And make sure they don't try to jump you and try to rip you for parts. And you know, uh, so it was just kind of like, can't she just like not have amnesia? She just a- amnesia in general is just a really hard thing to tell a story around because uh, she's just carrying this metaphysical, uh, bringing metaphysics back up again. She's just she's carrying this this idiot ball around. She's like, I'm a dumb character. I don't know what I'm doing. Explain it to me. I'm gonna make really dumb choices and we're just going to see what the consequences are. And then it's just like, Oh, uh, we're lucky that I'm basically a superhero. So when I make dumb mistakes, I can fight my way out of it. So it takes her a long time to really kind of become a, like an actual character that you actually like feel for most of the time. She's just, she's just dumb and it's really hard to sympathize with somebody that's just, you know, dumb for dumb sake, you know?
0: Yeah, it really is. And and her boyfriend was kind of stupid too. You know, for a, a, a city, like, enveloped in crime and rollerball um because about the one two things that happened like it's a lot it seemed very easy for people to be like i'm out like even uh christoph waltz's ex-wife is like i'm out to like one of the most powerful people on the who can control other people through his eyes and like voice i'm like she just said i'm out and walked away and that was it i'm like i don't how how serious is
1: the crime here or
0: what what is going on
1: I, yeah, it kind of it seems like it should things should be a lot more desperate. Like if this was like the last city left on the planet really and there's no law enforcement, they just let bounty hunters doing it. It seems like you shouldn't be able to walk outside at all. It seems like it should just be just desolation, just people like living in sewer drains, but they seem to be getting along, so um yeah it was it, it, the world is a little less believable than they want it to be
0: how convenient is it her little boyfriend on like the second day they've been dating takes her to a one martian ship with one body perfect for her and mm-hmm. she's like i need to go in here and then walks yeah. out with a new body like why is the world full of jungle and lusciousness out there and they're still living in this ragged city
1: yeah and also uh for such a technologically advanced society that and their whole world has been totally shaped by this massive war that happened i think they said 300 years ago which 300 like 300 years ago from now was uh, you know like the 1700s or whatever we 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 got we got plenty of records back there of what happened back in the day but it seems like people are like don't really know what happened they have like this 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 foreign technology from mars and they don't really understand how it works Work so they just leave it there. It just seems like there's definitely got to be somebody out there that's like scavenging and figuring out what these parts do. They almost treat it like it's literally from another dimension, and it's just like it seems like you should be a little bit familiar with the enemy that was like attacking you. Like how come you're you're treating it like such a a weird fantasy object, you know, in your eyes? That's one thing that I thought was strange. Like you're such an advanced society that can just rip a brain out of a human and put it in a robot, but you can't figure out this weird spaceship that you know that crashed outside of the city you know that that's one thing that was kind of oh, confusing me mm-hmm. there's a lot of
0: confusing things in here a lot of weird choices and a lot of weird robots that alita had to fight against and at no point was i ever worried for her safety though and i think that might be because she's a robot not a real person and mm-hmm. um i really thought her dad was gonna die man they really threw me for a loot by not killing him like i was mm-hmm. like oh man they left him they left him alive and she's going out to finish her rollerball without her boyfriend who fell off the, the thing. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. This movie, it, it's it's fun to watch, and honestly, I like it more than the Lego movie because it brought a lot of new stuff to the table, and the action scenes
1: were very, very intriguing, but
0: I uh, I just I didn't love it. I didn't love it. I'm not...
1: Yeah, I'm not, I just wish... I wish they wouldn't have hedged, you know, their bets so much on the idea of getting a sequel because there's a lot of unanswered questions that unfortunately I think drag the movie down a little bit. Uh, I compared this movie a lot into my head to the, um, the Neil Blomkamp film Elysium because it kind of had a, a similar story to tell of kind of like these uh, this advanced society in the sky that, you, that you're not allowed to go to and somebody's trying to find a trick to get there. They're trying to sneak their way there and I was like well at least in Elysium we kind of got to see the society. We jumped back and forth to kind of see the difference of what it's like to live on the surface and what it's like to live in the sky and we really never got that comparison. It was just a big story to us. We don't really know what it's like up there so it's just kind of like you know well what happens when the character gets up there they mentioned like oh you could uh you'll be at the bottom if you go up there if you stay down here you can live like a king where it's just like well what's going on up there you've been talking about it the whole film we never even get to see it so why that's did her, just a, that's just frustrating
0: why did her body fall from the sky too like why did her uh-huh. body end up in the trash like you think up there they know she was a special robot who was alive yeah,
1: unless unless we're supposed to believe, um, because they showed that flashback where her and her Martian crew were running up those cables, and then the scissor things come down. I guess maybe she she fell after that, but that would have been like three
0: hundred years ago. Three hundred
1: years ago, and it's just like, did it really take somebody three hundred years to just come across Alita? And then also, Alita's being shown as like this amazing athletic superhero, and uh, they said, oh, no one's allowed to go through those transport tubes. Uh, So I was just expecting her to just somebody to hitch a ride on some garbage or like a ship freighter on the way up there or something or she's just super powered like why can't she just run up that cable and just like jump over those scissors and just go punch. Would you say Nova in the face or Nero, whatever his name was, it just seemed like nothing was really stopping her from getting up there, you know? Um, so that's that's all the all these things I want to see in a sequel. But it's not just because like oh I'm anticipating it because they set the story up so well. It's just like no, I'm just really frustrated that you didn't tell me all of these things. So now I got to wait around for a sequel. I'll definitely will not be going back to that theater for for this film though because those tickets were like sixteen dollars, and I was like man this is a really expensive movie theater even for L A. So. Uh, maybe I'll, uh, try a, a, a discount. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. A cheaper one for Alita too. Yeah. More, uh, more battler angel. Battler. That, that's
1: angel. a, that's a good, that's a good way to review this film. I don't know if it was quite worth my $16, but, um, I think it, it might be worth the, to go see, maybe go check out like a matinee on the weekend at like a discounted price or heck maybe even if it's streaming somewhere like uh in the future go check it out but it's uh, it's
0: good background noise. It's 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 not horrible at the end of the day, but I mean it could have been so much more.
1: Yeah, As, I think the reason why yeah, I think the reason why it sounds like we're so negative about it is just cuz it was there's so much there's a lot of frustration there. You
0: want more out of this movie because it looks so good. And the actors are so good in it. Like, you really just want the story to carry them. And much like... I think that's the the, the thing with
1: both of these movies. Their story just
0: didn't work out very well. So...
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're sl- and we're slowly improving. the The last film you could kind of compare this to would be a uh, Ghost in a Shell, you know, based off of an anime coming out of uh, coming out of uh, Japan, uh, Amer- uh, more of an Americanized cast. Uh, that fell totally flat for me. There was nothing redeeming out of Ghost in a Shell for me, but there is redeeming stuff out of this. So maybe if we continue along this trend, may- maybe uh, one day our grandchildren will be able to watch like the DBZ cinematic universe, and maybe they'll just. Love it'll be what everybody's making they'll be adapting every anime from from the bottom to the top of the list just like they're doing with comic books now you know
0: what what Mike is forgetting however is one of the main producers slash people attached to this is James Cameron who has box office longevity um, <laughs> that's true so we may see some legs out of this Mike um, I'm gonna wait for, to watch the Chinese box office hit but we may see some legs out of this movie uh if they can get it in there before captain marvel hits the theaters and just uh-huh. makes everyone forget about every other movie ever out there. So, yeah, I think I think that's it for for our, our double movie feature, Mike.
1: Yeah, what what a back-to-back. If you if the, if anybody sees any like drive-ins showing these back-to-back, that would be a very a very interesting You movie better night, you better get a sure. good
0: price on that ticket. 10 dollars for both movies. I'd pay that. Mm-hmm. 5 each. That's that's 100% for sure. Uh also, Robert Rodriguez did do Death Proof and Grindhouse, the one of the more recent double features in theaters, by the way. Mhm. So it made like $25 million total. They did not make a lot of money on that movie. So, Anyway, uh, Mike, any other notes for this? You good? good? I
1: I, I think that's it. Uh, I mean the next kind of spoiler cast we have coming down our barrel, which will be Captain Marvel, that's going to be a big one. But uh, I know Chris is slowly working his way through the Umbrella Academy. Uh, My wife and I just finished it today. So we watched all 10 episodes. Jesus so, you Christ. know, stay, stay <laughs> tuned, stay subscribed. Maybe you'll see, uh, uh, an Umbrella Academy, um, um, spoiler. Did cast you watch Doom Patrol feed. one episode one yet? Uh, not yet. I had a, I had a long conversation with my wife about, uh, we need to wait to watch that. It's just, it, it, it like we said, it's in a different league. Yeah. They got different, different budgets on these shows for sure.
0: Okay. Well then I will work on that as well. Um, I, I also, um, I did want to say one of my favorite things. My wife uh, was not around when I said this, but in the middle of it, it's like, what she say when she stabbed in the face? Fuck your mercy! I'm like, oh, that was a, the PG 13 F bomb they get for this.
1: Yeah, that actually was a really that was a badass line. I thought that was really cool. Yeah,
0: I was like, oh, yeah, that win. So yeah, that was pretty good. Mike, if people want to know what you're up to and how you managed to watch 10 episodes. Or I guess eight and a quarter episodes of Umbrella Academy in one day. Where can people find you at?
1: <laughs> well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if you want to catch up with you, see what you're doing, where can they find you?
0: You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. You can also find me up on Instagram, valdan eighty seven. Uh, or you can go to comic ui i will also again if you're going to c2e2 next month hit me up beforehand we'll hang out we'll take a picture maybe i'll ask you a couple questions you can show up in some interviews and, and we'll go from there uh mike if people want to listen to our normal weekly news episode not just our review episodes where can they find those at
1: well as always visit superhero slatecom that's the best place you can find all the avenues we host our show and to get like our show notes so if you're listening to a news episode of the superhero slate which we put out every single week uh, we might be talking about leaked screenshots or trailers for films or uh, sometimes Chris uh, is able to nab footage off of the internet before it gets removed and deleted uh, like the good leak stuff and sometimes we have that in our show notes so it's always good to head on over to superhero slatecom and check out the links and you can also find us on Apple podcast YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Tune In Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We'll put it wherever you want it. Let us know if you want it listed somewhere and uh there's podcast services all over the planet. We don't know them all, but if you tell us, we'll put it there. Uh like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at superhero slate.com slash store. We love hearing from you Reach out to us in uh, our YouTube comments, seek us out on Twitter, you can leave us a, a comment on Instagram. We love hearing from you. Uh we love hearing when we're right. <laughs> (laughs) We love hearing when we're wrong. Uh, We'll be here every week, no matter what. So if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. And Sometimes if you're lucky enough, twice a week. So stay tuned. Captain Marvel is coming up in March. Stay subscribed. That's right. Or maybe Umbrella Academy if we get there first. Yeah, there you go. We'll catch you guys next week. See ya. All right. Adios. (music) Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Yes. Hey, real, real quick, how do you prefer your chili? If you make, if you were to make chili at home, what do you do? Do you do? Do you like just do a few ingredients? Do you like pack it? I'm, do you a, put a, a lot of I'm, I'm a in thick,
0: it? I'm a thick chili kind of person. <laughs>